answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Glad you are here with us today as we talk about financial matters, both myself and my co-host, We are both financial advisors, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant. We spend our weekdays with uh, people like yourself, helping them. Or maybe we spend our week working remotely with people like yourself and and broadcast here on the weekends to be your financial advisors on the air. But some of our offices across the United States are open. Uh, We're we're located in in California, Um, but some of our offices are... I think yeah. the ones in Dallas and Atlanta and Cincinnati is... You know, it's interesting. Well, I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to talk about um, differences the, in people's perspective on COVID because it's... Yeah. I don't want to go there. Yes, I agree. <laughs> that is not... It's like a third rail. Oh. It's like I, talking about politics or religion or... I, I was at the gym and it came up and uh, there was... Uh, all of a sudden it got really heated. There's no COVID in the gym. The well, gym what, I go to, you don't have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask when you go in... But as soon as you get inside by the weights area, you can just take your mask off and people come and talk. So I guess there's no COVID inside it's, there. It's, um, it's strange. Yeah. But these guys were talking about it. It got heated pretty fast. You're kidding. No. Like really fast. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to yeah. talk about COVID. Um, at all. But we will talk about financial matters. And, and uh, we'll take your calls yep. at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-999-6784. And uh, tune, uh, give us a call and uh, don't ask any questions about COVID, though, because we're not going to talk about COVID. <laughs> or um, my daughter, did I mention this? My daughter teaches fifth grade in the, did, did I mention this on the air? They call, uh, the fifth graders call it Miss Rona. Is that it put a nicer twist to it or something? I don't know where it came from, but that's what these kids call and it. And it's all remote, right? Yeah, it's all remote. It's all remote. It's, um, I, I, so she moved back at home after college. And so, uh, first of all, I have four kids and if any one of them, I told her when she was in college that she was allowed to move home, but not her brothers. Um, cause she's great. <laughs> she's great. <laughs> she helps you know, around the house. I just remember it was a year when she was in high school and you guys were having issues with oh, her yeah. concern about her and all that. It's funny how, and it's like, once you go through that with your kids, it's like, like, why are we so stressed about those things? Yeah, yeah. And she's <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you get up in the morning and the dishwasher's empty and you no one asked and the kitchen's clean. And, you know, she's like, I'm going to the store. Does my anyone need Jess anything? My daughter Jess is not like that at all when she's visiting. Oh, my, my it's boys. It's like a hurricane. Yeah, my boys. Uh, can you take the trash out? The trash? I'm only home for three days. I can't take the trash out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, you can because you grew up here. But uh, so I... <laughs> I, I will go. So she she teaches out of one of her brother's rooms. He's no longer there. And she's got a little classroom set up in there. With the, if you look in the background, it looks like she's in a classroom. But I will go in and stand on the side so I can actually see the kids on the screen as she's interacting, but they can't see me. And it's uh, it's something. There's a lot going on in the, that are distracting in kids' lives, um, especially given how they interact with each other. So they'll be in class, but they're texting each other back and forth or they're messaging in on other grade in fifth grade. Yeah. They, have, they text in fifth. Yeah. Well, they all have access to technology now, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then some kids won't show to class and she'll ask, you know, is, does anyone know where, where Billy is? And they're like, well, Billy was playing with me on Fortnite last night online. So I know he's okay. And he's around. He probably just didn't feel like coming to school today. And then, you know, it's not like you're coming to schools. There's not too much the, you know. Anyway, it's they, interesting. They, they, well, the longer this goes on, when you start thinking out what what the what the repercussions are. I mean, the the wealthy families have hire their own tutors and have learning pods and all kinds of yes. other things. Yeah, and it's the um, yeah, it's the low, uh, the middle and low income uh, families that are, you know, anyway. 
hard to watch. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's quite sad. Anyway, let's. Um, but it is kind of funny when I was watching it when the kid put a like an eight quart metal pot on his head and just started pounding on it in the middle of class just because he was bored. So. What did he do? So you could see it on the Zoom. He had a big pot, like a boiling pot, and he just put it over his head, and he was pounding on it in the side of his head. Just, I think, just to keep himself amused while he was in the Zoom classroom. I remember days like that at school. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had something to put a bucket over my head. I wasn't the uh, best student. At Maybe I, I think I was at that, that age. You did okay. I actually, I don't know if I should confess this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. We're all people. We all have. We'll get to the real matter. The gist. Of we all have here. passed. So junior high, my parents divorced when I was a little kid. I bounced back and forth, and it was, I, I went to. I think I went to like eleven schools by the time I graduated high school. It's a little hard. So I bounced around. So I moved from my mom to my step. I mean, yeah, from my mom to my dad's. From a little in the middle of a ranch in the middle of nowhere to uh, Los Angeles, Torrance. Uh, big school and all that. And one of my first friends, this guy Jerry, befriended me, and who later turned out to be not such great of influence that I qu- quit hanging out with him. But early on, he's like, Scott, why, you, why are you doing your homework? You have to do your homework. Let's go ride go-karts instead. Right? And so um, we had a paper out, and we used to collect money and go ride go-karts and eat a uh, giant, giant grinder sandwich shop <laughs> until we got behind on our newspaper bill. But that's another story. And it, so I, I quit doing um, homework. Yeah. Uh, based on Jerry's recommendation. Correct. Based on Jerry's recommendation. I'm trying to meet new friends. I apparently had the wrong shoes because my parents wouldn't buy me vans. I had uh. the van knockoff and I got teased for that. So, uh, you know, I was this little kid trying to figure out yeah. how to make way. Not an excuse. It is an excuse. Anyway, so I got a D on my report card and he says, you just change it to a B. <laughs> he told you. Jerry told you. Yeah. So I took a typewriter <laughs> and changed the D to a B. All was fine in the Hanson household. <laughs> how is Jerry? He's in jail. No, I don't know. How, I don't know how he is today. But that was the only time I ever. Only time yeah, I ever. You did probably that. felt bad about it. I afterwards. still feel bad about it. I'm yeah. 54, and I think I still feel guilty for that. Uh, that level of dishonesty. But uh, well, you you were smart enough to quit hanging out with Jerry. And do you realize Jerry's parents were saying the same thing about you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to the calls. Yeah, let's go to calls. Sorry, we're, we get distracted sometimes. Uh, there's a future for everybody. Yeah, By the way, right. my, man, my high school GPA was a 2.2. And I think um, I just was, I wasn't motivated. I don't know. There's lots of different things. But <clears throat> it was like, I've got anything higher than a C. I figured I was wasting my time. Like, I'll just get a C and then go smoke clove cigarettes at lunchtime, which is <laughs> no. what I did in high school. And, and um, like, I have friends now. They're kids. They're, like, a distraught because they're kids. And some of them, like, I could just tell they're smart, smart kids. They're just, they're just, and so I tell them my story. They love hearing my story because they <laughs> feel they have hope for their kids. Yeah, but you don't tell the kids your story. No. Gosh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to study. Unfortunately, on this show, we could talk about it because our demographic isn't uh, 14 to 18-year-olds. No, thank, thankfully. But uh, All right. Let's uh, go to the calls. 833-99-WORTH if you want to be part of the program. That's 833-999-6784. And we're talking with Caroline. Caroline, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hi there. So thank you for taking my call today. Um, my husband and I both work for the state of California. We have um, about 15 years of state service each and are hoping to at some point retire, um, hopefully at 55. Um, we currently are debt-free except for our home, which we have on a 15-year fixed. Um, so we'll pay that off um, by the time we retire is our goal. Um, but we don't do any other saving for retirement outside of our state pension. And so I just wanted to get your thoughts on what we should be doing for our retirement and how much we should be putting in. Just kind of a basic rundown, well, if that's possible, please. How old are you? Yeah. Um, I'm 42 and my husband is 43. And do you have children? We do have children. We have four of them. And have you funded their 529 plans for college? Anything around that sort of thing? So we have um, have started that just very recently, just a couple of months ago. And so we really were trying to focus on getting out of debt and getting yeah. our house into uh, a better loan. So we did a no cash out refi um, to, to fix um, the damage we did when we originally bought our house. Got it. And what's your approximate family income? 
Uh, right now, it's one hundred forty-three thousand. And uh, how old are the kids? Um, our oldest is nineteen, and our youngest is thirteen. Got it. Sound like the McLeans. You guys had four boom, 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 boom. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> we, we did, and the boys are fifteen. They're right in the middle. Okay. Um, how much? What percentage of your income are you saving to your four hundred one k now? Currently, we're not doing anything outside of what the state takes out as our mandatory retirement contribution. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So you have lots of room, lots and lots of room. So the mandatory- yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Lots of room, whether she's- So you have lots of tax room. There's lots of tools available to you. Yes. Assuming the, 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 the challenge is going to be having to, where you're going to tighten the belt in order to make these savings happen, whether it's for your retirement or your kids' educations, it's, it's tightening that belt. Yeah. And how much do you think you could save in addition to, so that mandatory has to do with your pension, your defined benefit pension plan. Um, Correct. So how much money could you or want to save in addition to that on a monthly basis? So we currently have a, a disposable income of upwards of $2,000 a month. And so that's when all of our household bills are paid and our mortgages paid. And we have, you know, a little entertainment fund, you know, a vacation fund, that type of thing. And are you saving for the kids' education? We are. We just recently started. Um, our oldest is in the military. And so um, luckily the GI Bill will pay for her um, college. Um, but we are starting to save for our three youngest. Um, two of them are sophomores in high school. And then our youngest is in eighth grade. And how much are you saving? So we are currently putting $100 a month into each of their, we're not using a 529, we're just using a savings account right now. Yeah, I, I think I think saving for your retirement. I mean, it, look, it's a, it's a luxury for families to be able to send their kid to some nice fancy yeah, four-year college yeah, yeah. and have a bunch of money saved up. I mean, that's really, it's difficult. <clears throat> and so I wouldn't, I, you want a little bit there, but I wouldn't, because there's nothing wrong with a kid going two years to, uh, you know, you live in the state of California, two years to uh, a community college, and then they're guaranteed acceptance. I went four years. In a community college. Yeah. And then you I ran went, a little okay. business on the side. I probably learned more. During that season than I did when as I finished up my undergrad. But yeah, in fact, if you need your trees trimmed, give Scott a call. Um, <laughs> so I, I would start saving a thousand dollars to fifteen hundred dollars a month into your four hundred one k or four fifty seven okay. plan. I'd probably Have use you... what's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I, I would probably use the four fifty seven plan. Four fifty seven. Okay. And I would just do it. You can do it in either your. I'd use the four hundred one k. Why? Just because I, I wouldn't want to be – because the difference is a 401k plan, as you know, I'm telling this for the rest of our listeners here, uh, money in a 401k plan is at a separate trust. It's totally protected. It, money in a 457 plan, it's technically uh, a liability of the state of California. You work for the state of California. Should the state ever run into problems – there's a there's some element of risk there that you're receiving no benefit for. The 457 has much more liquidity in retirement – uh, than the 401k. Only if you retire before 59 and a half, which... Oh, 55, actually. Thank you for 55, which they're not going to be retiring before 55. No, but we are hoping to retire All at right. 55 if possible. All right. yeah. Car Caroline, excuse me one minute. I'm, I'm going to argue with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Use the 401k. you going to argue with me. I was starting to, and then uh, you're right. A, a, a decade ago, I would have said the 457. I got, I, 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 the, 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 the reality, is, the minutia is there, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with you. It is safer in the 401k I'm than the 457. If, if you look 10, 20 years out, I got California. I don't know where things okay. are going. So use the 401k, do a hundred percent equities, hundred percent equities, take half of it, uh, you know, start with a thousand dollars a month, take okay. 500 from yours and 500 from your husband's and start that. Wait six months, see how it goes. If you're comfortable okay. with that coming out of your paycheck, increase it by $200 a month every month. Okay. All right. Perfect. Or excuse me, every six months, $200 every, every six, six months. months. Yeah. Until you get to where you're starting to feel uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong in it with your kids going to community college and then do a university in the state of California. So nothing, yeah, no, absolutely. nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and so. then just one follow-up question. Do you recommend... Is it the Roth 401k, so it's before taxes, or the one that's after taxes? At 143. Three kids on uh, at home. You know, I would, um, 
I'd go half and half. Because you're above. I'm trying to think. Would it help you for the earned income tax credit? But you're you're probably above. I would run the numbers. I, it's who close. Does, who does your taxes now? Uh, I do. Okay. okay. TurboTax or one of those? Yes. Here's what I would do, Carolyn. I would go in and plug in, the, the, plug in, like your put it like take twelve grand or whatever the income, however you plan on doing on a month on an annual basis, subtract that dollar amount and see what it does to your um, marginal your, tax yeah, rate. How much tax savings that does for you? Yeah, because you're right on. You're 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 because there might be some additional. Um, you might end up going half and half. Yeah. <clears throat> So the answer is, okay. we I don't, would think I you, would think half and half. That, that would be my guess, but I'd still run the numbers. I'm thinking you're my little sister. I'd say do half and half. Yeah, you may or may not stay in California, which is a, such a high tax state for retirees. Yeah, but you can run the numbers, but my guess is you're probably going to end up about half and half, which is fine. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, it. All right, thanks. thanks. Good luck with call. those. Uh, good luck. And what branch of the military is your daughter in? The National Guard. Oh, she is. Good for her. She is. Good for her. Yeah, thank you. you. Thank you, proud, proud mother and father. Appreciate the call. Let's continue with calls. We're talking with George. George with Allworth Money Matters. Pat and Scott, pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, George. What can we do for you, my friend? Long, well, hey, longtime listener, but first time caller, and just wanted to let me set up my question. I'm, I just turned fifty-eight in July. Um, been in corporate America for thirty-three years. Um, enjoy my job, really would like to work till about 60. Um, and this is where my question comes in on my restricted stock options. I, they're, they're five-year cliffs. They started in 2018. If I make 60, I'll get a prorated amount. Currently, it is about 300,000 in these, in the stock, in the restricted stock options. I figure at 60, I can access about, it would be between 150, 175,000 of it on a prorated basis at 60. Okay. And my question is today, I guess really is, do I make 60? Do I need to make 60? You know, I have a lot of other investments, but just really looking for some professional advice. So in other words, the one way to think about this is, um, you're because right now you're you're not vested in any any of your stock, right? Correct. But you hit Correct. sixty, you're gonna you'll vest for today's value somewhere between one hundred and fifty, one hundred and seventy thousand. So think of it like eighty grand a year of additional income per year yep. for the next two years. Yes. So you're thinking about leaving now early versus giving this up. Well, you know, I I. I'd like to work till 60, but I also have it in my mind that there's a possibility I could do that. Correct. Oh, so Scott's or you can work till 63 and get it all <laughs> or till 70 that is true too. or to 80 and so, really have a lot of money. So, so this, this is, so the, the way to think about this is pretend those options aren't there yep. at all. And you had a choice of staying at your job at your current salary or staying at your job where it pays $80,000 more a year. Would that $80,000 more a year cause you to stay at the job? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, you know why they like these was. restricted stocks. You know what they call them? Golden handcuffs. Yeah, it's because like, can't well, really afford no, to leave. Golden handcuffs. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So that's what if you, you quit bigger, if you quit your job today, do you have the financial assets to retire and maintain your same standard of living? Um, yes, I believe I do. And if you quit your job today, would you go do something different? Possibility. I think I'd take a little bit of time off though and then consider doing that. And what's your what's your annual income, ballpark? Between me and my wife? No, you just yours. Just mine. Uh around three hundred. Okay. And if you were to work for somewhere, so here's what are you, are you, are you, so here's what I'm trying to figure out. Are you are you trying to are you trying to figure convince yourself to leave your job to do something different because you're burnt out where you are? Um, is that a driving factor here? I mean, yeah. What's what? 
precipitated yeah, the call. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not. I don't know if it's called burnout. Like I said, I enjoy what I do, but I've been doing it in the grind of corporate America for 33 years. Mm-hmm. And the thought of stepping aside entertains me. I just don't know, you know, if 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 I wait to to cash out at 60, which is only, you know, close to a year and a half away. Yep. Or do I make that step? Yeah, I guess that's really what I'm trying to figure yeah, out. So just mind. think about it is go back to that question, which is, hey, would you do this job for another seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year? And that's how you're gonna answer it. But what scared me most about your answer, George, is when yeah. we said if you had enough resources to retire otherwise, and you said I think so. So you need to get confident on what that is. You said I think yeah, so. And, well, and I you know, I believe I do. I guess I haven't convinced my, I mean, I think people have, I've, I've had some people look at different things that I have and have told me that I'm close, but I've never said I want to, you know, I want to stop at 58 years old. Well, I think it would be helpful with you. And it sounds like you're, you and your wife to sit with a, a financial advisor, have them go through a retirement plan and see if you're in a position now that you could afford to retire and never have to worry about working again. Or if you have to continue to earn some income, what that number might be. Because we, yeah. I mean, you might be in a position where maybe, and maybe you don't have quite enough, but it might be like such that, you know what, George, like I'm done with this career. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to take some time off. And then you go and find a job somewhere where you're making a hundred grand a year, not even where close, but right. something where it's a totally, something totally different something that you're thriving in. And like, I can do this till I'm 70. Yeah. Yeah, true. Is the company downsizing yeah. at all? Um, no, the company's not downsizing, but uh, you know, it, it's. I feel like I'm a cat with nine lives. I've been through like seven uh-huh. or eight reorgs. I well, mean, next I've time, made seven next time, or eight reorgs. Next time, let it land on <laughs> yeah, you. That's right. <laughs> I know. That's why that's he's why, asking, right? You you got to get it, you got to get. Listen, if you're thinking about it, you want to be you want to get tapped on the back. Right, don't you? You mean be front, be front and center? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't hide from those guys. <laughs> right? You've been there for forty years. I, I'm guessing I know the name of the company, and you're just like, "Hey, here I am, here I am." And they're like, "Hey, George, here's a little package." And by those ways, we're going to accelerate your uh, RSO. In all seriousness, George, I, I really do think sitting down and doing that because we've done these kind of calculations a number of times with people. People like a they've got a, a pension that's going to vest in 12 years. And like, I need to do a, I can't, I don't think I could do this 12 more years. And like, all right, well, what's that really mean financially? And what's it mean on your retirement? Yeah. What, what, what would you have yeah. to be making in somewhere else? Yeah. So I think that'd be a helpful exercise. Yeah. yeah. And people say, I can't do that, but what? you know, you, you can't you, do what? Well, they say I, I can't work another day. And I'm like, well, what if this day paid you $80,000 to work that one day? And like I could work another day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, appreciate the right, call, George. You. And wish you well. All right. Well, we've got uh, a few moments left here and I wanted to bring up, uh, there's a new retirement bill, bipartisan bill. Normally, we don't talk about pending legislation because it it, it it very rarely ends up uh, in the same form that it went into the uh, lawmaking. But what this is designed to do, it it's two things. Um, <clears throat> it will let workers uh, repaying student loans to get a company match, to, basically to have the companies match to help them pay off a student loan rather than save for retirement. I don't know how good that's going to be for their overall retirement, <laughs> right? But but it will increase the required minimum distribution age from seventy two to seventy five. Which, both of those. Why why bother? What do you mean why bother? Like why bother? What what is the what percentage of the population is the required minimum distribution at age seventy two an issue, Scott? What percentage? Just ballpark it. Of the population. <laughs> well, considering that the majority of retirees rely on Social Security for the majority of their income, yes. I'm thinking it's around 5%. Of all Americans. Oh, no, no, no. All Amer- I mean, so now we're talking about people, well, it's only those that are have uh, a high access, account balance. High account balance. But maybe get people in their 50s might be starting to be concerned about it because their account balance. Yeah, high account balances. So now I'm thinking it's less than 1%. Right. And the, 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 the change from age 72 where the required minimum 
distribution is to age 75. Doesn't make much sense. It's almost, it's like nothing, right? It, we're talking about pennies. And then the, the match on, the match on uh, student loans, what, what, what percentage of the companies are actually going to roll that out? What percentage of the companies right now in America say, we need to offer more attractive benefits to get employees to come and work for us? Oh, in this environment? In this environment. No. What percentage? No, there's tons of talent out there. Tons of talent. Too much 11 talent. 11 million Americans who were employed pre the pandemic who's are unemployed this, today. Who's this apply to? People under the age of 30. 35, maybe. 40, possibly. I don't know why this. They called it the Securing a Strong Retirement it's Act. It's just stupid. <laughs> I, read, I read the same thing, and I thought, someone needs to go back and, and, and take them aside and say, look. I'm not sure if either one of these. Uh, uh, Richard Neal, Democrat of Massachusetts, and, and Kevin Brady, uh, Republican from Texas. I don't know if either one of them still made it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I read that, and I thought to myself, why don't we do things that matter? We're taking a quick break. This is All Worth's Money Matters. Stick around for more. Get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean. Glad you guys are with us uh, as we're talking about finances. Thanksgiving's coming up this yes. week. Very strange Thanksgiving for most people. Yes. Boy, I, don't, I don't even know. I haven't even asked. I never even discussed it with my wife. I should know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm sure I'll be. I'm sure I'll, I'll find out what we're doing for Thanksgiving. Um, sometime prior to Thanksgiving. Yeah. But it's day by day. It is day by day. Anyway, let's take some calls because that's why you turn. You're listening to our program. Eight three three ninety nine worth is the contact number here to join the show. Eight three three. Triple nine six seven eight four. Let's start off here with Dennis. Dennis, you're with uh, All Worth Money Matters. Hi. Hi, Dennis. Hey, how's everything? We are fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Okay. Um, I have a question about Medicare. So I am 100% disabled to VA, so I get free medical through the VA. And I'm also um, retired through the state of California because I was, I was injured on the job working for the state. So I get free medical through CalPERS also. Mm -hmm. I'm also 100% disabled with Social Security. So I know I qualify for Medicare, but when I, I'm 61, when I turn 65, do I have to sign up for Medicare? I think in the state of California work in conjunction with uh, Medicare. I don't know the answer to that. I know that you would, you would get the, the uh, equivalent or similar coverage paid by the state. Um, but I believe, I believe they act as the, um, they, there'd be a wraparound plan just like any other one. Right. Yeah, here, Dennis, here's what we're going to do. Pat, Pat, neither Pat nor myself know the answer to that, but uh, at Allworth, <laughs> we do have some people that are, that are more specialists in this particular planning, particularly in, um, um, around health insurance and retirees. Yes. So and we will have um, we will we will have we're going to put you back on hold and take your number and we will we'll have someone in the organization that is far smarter than ourselves when it comes to <laughs> hard to believe um, when it comes to health insurance and it's a very specific question which is uh, retirees from the state of California which we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those and VA and VA but I am not um, I am not. Uh, if I were in, a betting man, I'd say yes, because typically retiree be medical insurance post 65, it's, it's the supplement to the Medicare. That's right. But, but, we'll but I don't want to speak. I'm not going to speak. I mean, if, 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 if you were in our office and you asked that question, I'm not going to just give you a, my best guess. Yeah, someone would, we <laughs> right? would actually, if you were in my office, I'd actually just pick up the phone and call the person that I knew had the answer and they would answer the okay. question for yeah. us. So, so we'll gonna, reach back out, Dennis. 
Well, we're going to put you on hold, right. and we'll have yeah. someone uh, follow up with you. Yeah, you know, it, you know. It's but anyway, is there any other questions we can't answer for you? <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's one of those areas, Pat. That um, look, we both been financial advisors for roughly thirty years, um, and it's one of those areas that we we both know kind of enough to, to be dangerous. Um, which I think what's it's good that we've got people in the organization that are no more in those areas. But we should probably that we should probably bit. what. Brush up a bit. I'm not brushing up on. Uh, I'm personally not going to brush up on state of California employee health care benefits and retirement. Just telling you, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> As I'm saying that. <laughs> you mean of all things for you to put your energy? That's not I'm just it? not going to be. I'm just not going to put any any time or energy into that. Just know myself. I've, I've lived with myself for 57 years and. Even yeah, if I told you, you it was. I'm not going to either. And then <laughs> okay. one, of the, one of the nice things I think about is that as the organization grows, there's just we have more specialists in different areas that are um, yeah. experts in different things. And 25 years ago, I would have actually, since there was only, I don't know, 10 of us, and now there's, what, 250, I would have actually done the research myself and gotten back to it. But I'm someone else in the organization. Not that I'm a you know big highfalutin silver spoon type of guy. It's just that that's what you pay the new kids for. To do the heavy lifting on the work? Yeah, yeah, the 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 thirty somethings, the twenty somethings. <laughs> you can tell you're getting older when you're talking about the new kids, the thirty somethings, <laughs> the twenty somethings, the thirty somethings, the kids, the new kids. Yeah, he's thirty seven. <laughs> the new kids. All right, let's uh, take some more calls here. We're going to go and talk with Alan. Alan, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you, Alan. The question I have tonight, if would you mind discussing the differences between the conventional 401k versus the Roth 401k and how, how those strategies for using one or the other would apply to somebody in their 20s and 30s? 40s and 50s, and then 60s plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, do it in less than two minutes. Yeah. So a, a traditional 401k, when money goes into that plan, the taxpayer receives a tax deduction for that. So as an example, if someone makes 100000 a year, they put 10000 into the 401k. They have to pay Social Security taxes on the full hundred grand, but the money they put into the 401k it's only it's act it's taxed like they're only earned ninety thousand, not a hundred thousand. That ten thousand deposit grows tax deferred. So whatever it's invested in, whether it's dividends or capital gain, it's all gonna go tax deferred. And then at some time at retirement, when the taxpayer pulls the money out of the 401k, it's going to be taxed at their current tax rates, whatever that might be in the future. So and as a rule of thumb, if someone is in a high tax bracket today and believes they'll be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, it makes sense to take use a traditional 401k. A Roth, on the other hand, with a Roth, you don't get a tax deduction for the money going in. So if you make 100 grand, you put 10, 10 in, you're still stuck paying tax on that 100 grand. That deposit grows tax deferred, just like with the traditional. But now at retirement, the money comes out completely tax-free. So as a kind of a general rule, I think the younger one somebody is, the odds are they're going to be you know, less, less advanced in their career, probably lower income in your 20s than you're going to be in your 30s or 40s or 50s. It's a great time to take advantage of the Roth. Furthermore, if someone wanted to maximize their retirement account, um, I've never I've never seen anyone save the tax savings, right? So they, the money that they get is saved by putting money in a traditional 401k. I've never someone's seen an investment account where someone says, oh, this is the money that I saved in taxes for my 401k. So instead, what happens to it ends up getting spent. So you, you take two people who start their careers in their 20s, one saves in a traditional 401k, one saves in a Roth 401k. They put the, both put the maximum in. The one is utilized, the Roth is going to be much further ahead at retirement. They're going to have the same amount in their retirement accounts, but the one in Roth is going to be t completely tax-free. And have a higher standard of living. All things being equal, uh, depends on high uh, how high the tax rates are in the state that you're actually putting the deposits in. And if you retire in a lower tax state, that that says that a Roth is not yes. as good as a deductible IRA or a 401k. Does that help? Okay. Yes, actually, very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. 
It's you know we find yeah, Ross fascinating. As well. <laughs> I pre- Alan, we, we certainly appreciate the call and glad you joined. Hope that was uh, at least uh, that was a somebody. nice little primer on. Uh, I had a feeling he was calm re- for, regarding a child. Yeah. Well, it's because he was. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's have nice. your kid. Have, have your, your kid, kid call. That's quite often. We get <laughs> Although I I responded to a text from one of my son's friends about using his Roth IRA this week to buy a rental property. Um, and then I'm like, anyway, I gave him th- three suggestions by text. At first, I'm like, just get yourself a financial advisor because you really need one. And then I'm like, I think I am his financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not paid. <laughs> Who is this? Oh, my son's friend, oh, uh, Matt. He lives in Arkansas. <laughs> He listens to the he listens to the podcast too. Matt just realized he gets free advice. You're like going to get lots of texts from him now. Oh, Matt. hey, Mister Mister McLean. This won't go on forever, Matt. Continue on. We'll talk with Gary. Gary, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, glad you joined us. So I got a question on whether I should refi or not. It's uh, a little close to the edge, so I wanted to get some uh, expert eyes on. Uh, on this. So um, right now I'm paying 3.25. I've got 16 years left on a 20 year loan with a balance of 233,000. And I'm planning on paying it off in seven to 10 years. If my, if my outside investments uh, kind of uh, work my way. Um, the option is a 15 year loan, same balance, obviously at two and a half fixed. And obviously my monthly stuff goes up because they reamortize it and all that. And it, you know, the, the two and a half fix, wow, that's better than 3.25, but I'm betting I'm so far along in my term um, that that the penalty, I've already paid enough to catch up. Yeah. It's not worth the refund. So let's, let's stop for a second. So these loans are what are called simple interest loans, which means the interest is actually computed on the outstanding balance of the loan. So it doesn't matter if you're day one into the mortgage or day 3,000. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. It's the amount of interest that you are actually paying on it. So at two hundred and thirty-three thousand. I mean, as an example, if your mortgage balance, you only owed two thousand dollars left on your mortgage, and your payments were a thousand dollars, that thousand dollars would pay off fifty percent of your mortgage. Not because you were in year twenty-nine, but only because your mortgage balance was so small relative and, to what your payment was. And the was. interest rate they charge you is on the outstanding balance. So the answer to your question is assuming there is no cost in getting this loan or little cost or little cost, you're saving three quarters of a percent per year on the cost of money. The loan amount is $233,000. So your savings is going to be approximately $1,700 a year in interest payments over uh, the first year of the mortgage. Okay. Okay. So, that's the first year of the mortgage. It's going to get less and less and less and less over time, but it most certainly makes sense for you to actually pay this thing off or to refinance this at 2.5%. Okay. And a 15 year fixed rate mortgage in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Had this conversation with my cousin, um, three days ago and her husband. Okay. Yeah. There's about three or 4,000 of costs that get rolled in there, obviously, but, yeah, that's not. It, it, look, look, that, that if it's two or three thousand dollars, your break even is less than twenty four months. Do it anyway. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Well, Alrighty. Guys, appreciate it. Yeah, right. glad you called, Gary. Appreciate it. Wish you well. And let's talk with Frank in Cupertino. Frank, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Yes, this is Frank here. Hi, this, Frank. Uh, Scott and Pat. Yes. Hi. I've got a reverse mortgage. Uh, it's a little bit more than a year old. And um, the interest rate uh, it's currently uh, I'm paying is 4.99% on the on the balance that I own. It started out at 5.7. That is now has decreased down to 4.99. But it's also got a, a limit of 14.4 <laughs> if rates start going up. And uh, but anyway, so I noticed that the interest rates on mortgages are. are substantially lower than what I'm paying. Um, so is it possible that I can renegotiate my adjustable rate mortgage 
a reverse mortgage. Uh, odds, that, odds are you have a home equity conversion mortgage. Is that right? If, if, uh, a heckum? Yeah, it was a jumbo. Yeah, I converted. I uh, yeah. Well, I paid. They they paid off all my old mortgages, and uh, and so I got the reverse mortgage. They gave me a lump sum. How how big? A big chunk after the. Uh, the lump sum they gave me uh, was about three hundred fifty thousand dollars. And uh, my the original the original principal was one point four million dollars, and my current loan balance is seven hundred eighty one thousand dollars. Okay, so you got a jumbo. So this wasn't a jumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumbo. This wasn't a, a home equity conversion. And what'd mortgage. you do with the three hundred fifty thousand dollars? Well, they. It sounds like he. Right, you took some in cash, and then you you took some and paid off the existing mortgages, correct? Well, they did. They paid off my existing home loan. Yeah, that was paid off, and I and that was only at three percent. And what did you do with the original? Did, did you take cash out stuck in your pocket? Not the pocket, but you know. Well, I uh, I took. Uh, they gave me three hundred fifty thousand dollars, which I put in uh, investments uh, in uh, um, through my all worth financial investments. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, a very uh, a, a safe level, a safe uh, okay. risk level. Okay, okay, okay. But, but, so, but, but Allworth didn't tell you to get the reverse mortgage in order to give us the money, correct? No. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to make sure of that because <laughs> like, that would uh, that, other, that right? would not be uh, good. typical advice. That would not be typical advice. So the yeah, answer- I, need, I needed the money. Yeah, I needed I needed some money to pay from the caregivers for my wife. Okay, who's pretty much a homebody. Yeah, got that's it. where I need the money for. And that's what the got and that's it. what the money in is why you've got it in, in basically a fixed account. And is your wife still requiring the care? Yeah, yeah, okay. and that could go on for yeah. forever. Yeah. So Frank, they they will not renegotiate this. Um, oh, they won't. No, 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 oh. no, no. Uh, they won't. They I, won't. Um, the, the loan is a, I've got a line of credit is what which is what I can dip into over the over, as the years go by. And how much is that line of credit? The line of credit currently is uh, six hundred and ninety seven six hundred and forty seven thousand dollars. I mean that's the beautiful. Th- I mean that, that's incredible. Yeah. So just for the, the uh, just for the rest of our listeners here, you live in a town called Cupertino, which is in the heartbeat, the right in the dead center of Silicon Valley. Right? That's correct. Yeah, what is right your near Apple computer? Yeah. What okay, What is your home? Tell us a little bit about your house and what it appraised for when you did this reverse mortgage. Uh, when we did the reverse mortgage, they appraised it at almost three million dollars. And okay. tell us about the house. What's that? Tell us about the house. Is it a three bedroom, four bedroom? How many uh, square feet? It's a it's a, f- a four bedroom, uh, two story uh, house uh, on a seventy five hundred square foot lot. Um, I bought it originally for thirty-seven five, thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars, and it's three it's 50, million dollars. Some years ago, and um, it's worth three million dollars yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. And, and unfortunately, since and if, if that house were were in Wichita, Kansas, how much would it sell for? Oh, quite a bit le- <laughs> less. Okay, a couple hundred, okay. maybe, right? Maybe two or yeah. three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> you've got two things going against you. One is that it. Well, it, he's got a couple things going for it. For well, it. one of the things is your home is incredibly. I mean, how fortunate to be at this stage and got so much equity in your house that you're able to use this product that you don't have to make a mortgage payment. You've got cash set in the, in the bank to help pay for your wife's care needs. And you have another 650 grand that you can draw upon uh, in the event that the care continues to go in for longer and longer and longer. That's correct. Right. Yeah. That so was, and the downside to that plan is that you've got, you're paying a much higher interest rate than you'd be paying on a regular mortgage. Yeah, that's right. And so that's the only correct. one that yeah. loses out on this is the kids that were going to inherit the money. But, um, but they're glad you didn't live in Wichita, Kansas. And you lived in Cupertino because there's going to be a lot of equity left regardless. So the, the thing that will stop you from refinancing one is that my guess is since you got the reverse mortgage and today that home has fallen in value. Yeah. Because of what's happening in the San Francisco Bay, it area. might or might not have. I don't know. But the beauty, the nice thing, it's, the nice it's thing, pretty steady where we are. The nice it's, thing it never has gone down. It's going up actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the nice thing is if something weird happens and it does go down, it doesn't matter to you. So it doesn't and, matter to you. And and, and that's right. I don't care. They're yeah. they're not going to. Uh, they won't refinance this. 
Oh, they won't do just it. Ignore yeah. it. Oh. Just ignore it. Otherwise, it's going it to exist. Don't let it be a thorn in your side. Whenever you see the cost, think of the benefits. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. It's been great for you. It's allowed you okay. to stay in your home it's a great and take program care of your, your wife. And ten years ago, you'd be tickled pink at four point nine percent. So, appreciate okay. the call. I will. Yeah. All okay. right, Frank. Wish Good. you well. Thank you. Thank you very much for your opinion. Yeah. Glad, glad you called. And it was an amazing product to help them in a situation quite like that. And some people might say, well, why didn't he just move? I, I, I'm sorry. He doesn't want to move. It's been the same house for years, and his wife probably doesn't want to, doesn't want to leave that Yeah, house. most people want to age at home. And we're going to – this is great. Are we going to um, Guam and talk to Eileen? Eileen, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Hi, good morning. It's good morning here. I'm oh, Guam. good. You're calling from Guam. How can we help you? Yes, I have a question regarding um, what would be better for us, because um, we're trying to um, getting a uh, refinance on our mortgage. Okay. Loan, and we have an option between 15 years and 30 years. The 15 years is 1.87% interest rate, and that's roughly 1500 per month payment. And then the 30 years have a 2.375% interest rate. That's incredible. Incredible. And what's the payment on that one? A thousand nine hundred. It's a, yeah, about a thousand. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 48. And uh, are you married? How old is your spouse? Yes. My husband is retired. He's uh, 70. And how's... Um, What's the outstanding balance on this? Well, right now it's 110. Uh, we were on a about a 3.75 interest for 15 years. And uh, we have a few more years on it. And, um, and you live in Guam? It, Yes. And um, uh, is, I'm assuming your husband will predecease you just based upon age. Is is there a pension that he has that you'll be a survivor on? Yes. And yeah. how, how much will it, will it be reduced in size, the pension, or will it be the same as he's receiving today? It will be the same. And are you working yeah. or no? Yeah. I, I uh, Well, I teach part time now because we homeschool uh, our children our two children that are still school age how old are the kids and, um well the uh, older boy is 16 he's uh, 11th grade and 11 years old uh, the youngest one. okay uh, our daughter is in college our firstborn. And what's what, the? Oh, sorry, Scott. Same question. <laughs> yeah. What's the ballpark family income? Oh gosh. Um, income. Well, let me ask my husband. Well, let me ask you this. Just let me ask you this question. Would 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 that an extra five hundred bucks make a, a big difference in your lifestyle? Would that be that much helpful? I'm not thinking it is. I'm just thinking of um, if we decide to keep the house, because we the thing is we want to sell it in a couple years. We have the equity on it is much larger than the loan amount. Uh, we're we're trying to get a bigger loan, or we want to consolidate. I think that's basically what we want to get the uh, the lower interest and. Um, Put it and consolidate all the other loans. And tell, tell us about the other loans. Interest rate. Tell us about and the other loans. sell the house. It has like, uh, this house is worth about 800 and what would And what would what would a, a new house cost you then? Um, we plan to move stateside and we're looking at about 350000 Okay. Okay. Uh, this helps. And, yes. Uh, do the, just do the 30 year. Do the 30 year. That helps. That helps. That is a, thank you for actually fast forwarding and saving us about 10 questions. Um, Matter of fact, if, if you are highly confident of this, I would do uh, like a, what's called a 30 due in seven. So what happens is the interest rate is fixed for seven years and then it becomes adjustable. So you're, 
your your payments are still nice and low for a thirty year mortgage, but your interest rate's going to be. It could even be lower than the one point eight seven. The so, challenge with that, though, you got to be pretty confident that you're going to be ma- making this move. She's got a ton of equity in the house, yeah. though, right? She's got six hundred. How much? Yeah. Uh, how much other debt were you rolling into this? About fifty thousand. Oh, okay. you're great. Oh. I think we're both sitting here thinking. I've never been to Guam. I'm just thinking. Also, I have some very modest home in the move. No yeah, what's an eight hundred thousand dollar home in Guam look like? Well, we we have ocean view. This is a um, custom made executive home that my husband built, and yeah. um, that's what I figured. Concrete, all homes here in Guam. <laughs> and how and how many square feet is this home? About um, twenty five hundred. Uh-huh. Would it be con- nice yeah, would it be considered one of the nicer homes in Guam? Yes. yes. Okay, I have no idea. <laughs> right. Uh, right, I don't know much about Guam, um, but these all these things help. So thirty years, thirty years. or a thirty doing seven. Yeah. the plan is definitely to move back stateside. Clearly, yeah. seven years from now, your sixteen-year-old will be hopefully gone. <laughs> uh, so I agree well, with Scott. Yeah, I- we're, that's why we're moving to the states. He's going to be in college, and my my daughter would plan to go into a university. And uh, the courses that they want to major in are are not offered on islands. So perfect. Perfect. Definitely want to help them out. And, uh, so. And- yeah. Write this down. You want to do a 30 do in seven. Or if they've got one doing five even. Or even five. 30 do in five or 30 do in seven. All that means is that interest rate is going to be fixed for five or seven years. And then it's going to reset to the prevailing interest rate at the time. The reason you don't care about that is because your plan of moving back stateside is less than five years. So you get the benefit of the lower payment being amortized over yeah. 30 years. And you receive the benefit of a lower interest rate because the interest rate is only fixed for five or seven years. So you want to do a 30 due in five or 30 due in seven. And And, um, I have, there's a, we've found out recently that there's a closing cost. Yeah. And, um, yeah, what you want, what you just need to make sure that you, what you want to know is what the effective rate is. I'd have the closing costs all rolled in. You want to judge things on the effective rate and threaten to shop the deal. That's right. And that'll work for you. Uh, We are out of time, uh, but glad you called. Um, By the way, real quickly, our seven-person decision point virtual workshop is available on demand at our website, allworthfinancial.com. It might be helpful. We'll see you next week. This has been Allworth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.